everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Parkland Podcast. So, Josh, how are you doing, man? There are so many great news to talk about, especially for some club. Um, yeah, the club in question, Tottenham Hotspur with a new coach. Funny how United won on the pitch, but lost off the pitch. Because if they were the ones that had lost, they would have gotten Conte, which I think would have been a win for them. So, talk about contrasting fortunes. It's better to lose a match and move forward than to win a match and stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have something to say on that, but I'll leave it when, when we get into it more deeper. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, obviously, there's nowhere else to start than that game, Tottenham v United. Um, You know, we talked about the fact that Ole seems to always pull a rabbit out of the hat when he needs it. He always gets the result. And he got one against Spurs, but how dreadful. I think Spurs were just terrible. Um, like Before I even answer your question, the best way to answer it is, what like sports um, or what aspect of sports are you terrible at? Like for me, it's running. I don't know how to run. What about you? What, which one do you can you do you think like you're the worst at? Um, I, okay, for the sports I actually play, I'll say I'm I'm terrible at like fitness. Like I I can play football for fifteen minutes and I'll be tired. So that's it. Okay, but like, are you good at running? Like, like are you like? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, okay, okay. You're terrible at running. Okay, that's right. Imagine two of us um, put on the tracks to run. One person will still carry first, isn't it? So that's how the sports and, <laughs> <laughs> and Manchester United game was to me. Because the two teams were just shitty, but one person just has to win. That's just the way I saw it. Like, one person just had to win, and sports, they were just worse. That's why I just saw it, honestly. And and yeah, to, to buttress your point, yeah, this is the first game that Spurs have not registered a single shot on target. Obviously, they scored, but it was ruled out for offside, so it doesn't count anymore. So this is the first time they've played a Premier League game without a shot on target since 2013 against Liverpool, where they lost 5 new. I mean, wow. Uh, it's it's, it's so crazy. Guess, guess, guess who was the manager then? Do you remember? Adre villas Ah, uh, <laughs> Of course. Villas Boas, I, I don't. Is he still a manager? Because the last time I checked, Villas Boas was a NASCAR driver now. Exactly, exactly what I wanted to say. He still, <laughs> he still does that. I, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So, coaching was not even what he wanted to do in the first place. Ah, of course, of course. <laughs> he's, still, he's still young. He can still come back to coaching. He's 44. Yeah, he's still, he's still young. But the thing is, to go back to the um, on personal game, like, I like you can't just defeat Oli. I love that guy. So all week Manchester United were linked to Anthony Conte, and it was like, yo, you guys need three at the back. Um, Manchester United were like, <laughs> you so sure. We need we need three at the back, and Oli was like, um, Olitino, welcome me, Olitino Soska, bro. I will give you three at the back, no problem. You don't need to hire anybody. And you know, basically, D three. Um, no, 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 not three D. We are tired of that. Eight D chess. That's what he played. He made sure that the person that would take his job went to another club. Hey, that guy is a tactical genius, man. I mean, it's, you know, you know, you can't, you can't even make, you can't make this stuff up. Like, this is a script for Hollywood. Like, this is something from a movie. Like, you're being, you're being under pressure. People say that you're going to be fired, and then the person that is meant to replace you, you beat a team, and then make that person go to that team that you just beat. I mean. <laughs> Who writes this script? So, 
for only for the chest, for the chest. So, so, um, so now for sports now, do you think it was harsh to sack Nuno? Because all said and done, we're just 10 games into the new season, and sports as terrible as they've been, they're just two points behind United. Um, I don't think there's anything harsh if oh, Nuno is crying, he'll be crying with his 40 million pounds that I just got now. So, that's a good way to go out. And what well, team? <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly, right. Oh exactly. God. The, the payout was huge, man. So, why you say they so, knew that? Do, 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 do you think sports are now spending more money on sacking managers than they are on buying players? Exactly. I think they spent, I think, 15 on Jose. If I'm not, if I'm correct, they spent 15 on sacking Jose. And now they are... It's just, it's the Levy. Levy is not... Is not Levy, he knows how to... He, sometimes everyone talk, calls him a good negotiator and all of that, but he's he's playing himself, if I'm being honest. Like now that they've got Antonio Conte now, the thing they need to do is, Antonio Conte, we've seen it, he's a Serie A winner. He's a Serie A winner. Let's know. He's, he has been winning. He has been winning for a long time. He but is his, his record on that threat now? Because Tottenham don't win anything. Traditionally. Let, okay, let's put it like this. If Antonio Conte cannot win anything with Tottenham, they should just forget about it because no one can win anything with that club. Especially it. after Mourinho couldn't win it. The Mourinho could have won something, but they sacked him um, five days before he could try. Days before the final. Which the greatest... I mean, I've, I've seen managers lose their job where I disagree with it. Like, I felt like Mourinho should have, shouldn't have been sacked first time around in Chelsea. Ancelotti shouldn't have been sacked by Chelsea. Conte shouldn't have been sacked by Chelsea. Most of the time, it's Chelsea. Um, Vicente Del Bosque shouldn't have been sacked by Real Madrid. Like, I've seen questionable decisions. But the worst I've ever seen is sacking a coach six days or so before a final. Like, what what was he thinking there? What was, what were they thinking? Like, what was the plan that the interim manager would just come and magically win his first game and win a trophy? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what their plan is. But to me, for um, we all know that last in the summer, um, Conte was linked to the job, and it obviously broke down because um, Livia and um, um. And um, Antonio Conte, they didn't reach the agreement that they wanted to. So now, um, Patrice, I've said, don't worry, Antonio, you don't need to handle Levy. You handle to you hand um, me and you handle things. So Levy has washed his hand from this thing, but we'll see how the dynamics unfold. And for Conte to come back to the table to actually negotiate, that means he will be backed. He will be backed, and if Antonio Conte gets backed, we all know what that means for the entire league. So, so the league. Is- so um. I'm not so sure he'll be backed. Now, if you're if you're a Tottenham fan, are you are you happy that the final got Conte? Are you angry that this could have been done in the summer? Because we all know that Nuno was like seventh or eighth choice at best, and then you went through all these managers. Conte was apparently number one choice. You went through Conte, went through Fonseca, down to Nuno. So if you couldn't agree with Conte in the summer, how come you can agree with him now, just a few months after? Does that show that they are not actually serious? Um, it just depends. Like Levy, I've seen that they can. Like Levy, I think the um, the thinking for Levy was that okay, um, I don't think he was thinking like Tottenham. They can't become any worse. But now I've seen that on that no no, they can actually become worse. So okay, so like, now, so now, when we talk of spending, yeah, when we talk of he's going to give Conte a budget. I'm seeing hundred million is the budget for January. What can hundred million really get you in this inflated market? Two two good players at best. This sports side, they, they look to me like they need five or six. Because I'll tell you that 
as far as I'm concerned, the only people that I want in the club I support, the only people that are from Tottenham I'll take in, my, in the club I support is Harry Kane. Not even this version of Harry Kane, like the proper Harry Kane, not this shadow that we're seeing. Harry Kane, Son, Regulon, Lloris, Hoybier, of which the last three I mentioned will probably be backups to the people that play. So you but, have like six or so positions to fill up with quality players. And you're talking of 100 million. Honestly, honestly, I will even take Lloris. Lloris have been very, very mean. But I'll no, no, say, like I, I said, Lloris will be back up. Back up yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. But what I'll just say is, the, what, they, what Anthony Conte normally does, like we've seen it time and time again, when he comes into the dressing room, he creates this unity and everyone pulls together. There's always a very good atmosphere in the dressing room. And, and whenever then, he takes charge... Players playing out of their skin, turning Victor yeah. Moses to a world class player for one exactly, year. Exactly, exactly. That's that's what I want to even touch on. Then the ones that cannot because what Anthony Conte doesn't like are lazy players. That's why I actually feel someone like Udombele you struggle. He might actually get rid of Udombele because he doesn't like lazy players. So if people are not pu- um, um, pulling their own weight, definitely you will get rid of them. And I think there are so many many players to get rid rid of in, to- in personal mode sport. Like, it, Antonio Conte won't be there looking at Harry Kane being this abysmal and allow him to start every week. He would bench him. That's how he is. Only, it's not... only that I saw Conte was, was linked with Ndombele as inter-boss. Like, the same Ndombele that is lazy. He wanted to buy him before, but it doesn't necessarily follow that since he wanted to buy him that now he will use him because we saw Nuno had majority at Wolves and came to Spurs and pretended like he had never met the man before and left him in the reserve. Exactly, exactly. That's that's a, a good example to even use. Let me ask you, um, now that um, 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 Anthony Conte is on here yeah, as the personal boss, do you think he will switch to a factory immediately? The reason why I ask this question is, when he came to Chelsea, he didn't go to the factory immediately. He just tried to assess the um, quality of players he had before he switched it up to the back three. And I think he even did that against Arsenal in the second half. That's when the back three of Chelsea started. Like, do you, do you think he would just do that immediately or you wait and see what he has? Okay, so I think the the situation is different because I believe he started that season at Chelsea. He started the season and he changed after like four matches or so. Like like you said, that Arsenal game midway. So I think that was a, a, state, a case of Okay, these players are used to this. Let me see if they, are, they can continue. But now, sports are terrible. There's no reason to stick with the back four. Like, you're hired in the season, like during the season, and not before the season now. So you already know that they need change. And I think he might as well just change it immediately. There's no time to waste anymore. So I think I see him moving to a back three. And somehow, a back three helps defenders that are not so good look better than they actually are because there's more cover. Like you had United looking good defensively against Spurs. So and Regulon is very attack minded. He will excel in as a, he will excel in the wing back role. Emerson Royal as well will excel as a right wing back. And I think you can make people like Eric Dyer look decent in a back three. So I think he will go immediately. Mm, okay, I think so as well. So but just one more question. So now that Conte is in, what do you think realistically? Let's be realistic now. What do you think the expectation is for Spurs? Because the reason why I ask, I'm looking at the Premier League table and Tottenham are two points behind title contenders Manchester United. So Title contenders according to who? 
according to everyone, Gary Neville and his, his <laughs> candidate. So, 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 realistically, where do you think they can end up? Because the top four race, in my eye, is open for West Ham, Manchester United, even Arsenal are in the conversation right now. So, what do you think, realistically, now they have a world-class manager, what do you think, realistically, is the goal for Tottenham this season? If we're, if we're looking at the table, they're just five points behind West Ham who are fourth. So, they might as well give it a go. It, how, I, how I look at it is like, it's possible they finish fourth. But if they don't finish fourth, it's not a failure. That's what I'll say. If they don't, if they finish fifth or sixth, it's still a good season. But realistically, they could actually finish fourth because we've seen that United and Arsenal have not been too consistent and are not too far in front of them. Okay, okay. For me, realistically, they need to just get back to the top six and make sure they wrap up the conference league. But no, Mourinho might have yeah, you said hello. I think definitely they finished top six now. Okay, definitely. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, now nah, you want you want that in case they don't, right? No, but no. I didn't I, say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I just laughed. <laughs> I think they they should actually because I mean a coach like Conte when while we are thinking of one or two signings in January, so. I think he can get this team firing. I think if he gets to Kane's head, makes Kane go back to the Kane we know, then there's every chance they finish in the top six. Uh, fair enough. So we had um, a lot of top teams dropping points this weekend. We had Liverpool join with Brighton after being two goals up. What was all, all that about? Um, I think it's the midfield for Liverpool. When you need midfield combination, is not right. Like, I've never seen... Uh, that midfield was shocking. Very, very shocking. You don't, you don't they, think they were complacent? Because I think uh, they were. I think I think they, they were feeling it was a party mood because they had beaten United 5 new the previous match. They were already two goals up. And so they let they put their foot off the gas. I think Firmino was very sloppy with his finishing to make it to score. Like, he missed two good opportunities. He wasn't the only one, but his misses were more glaring than others. And so I just think that I agree with you that the midfield wasn't good enough, but I think the attitude in general of the players wasn't good enough. No, the, the reason why I'm pointing towards the midfield is like Liverpool could have been like four goals up in the first half. That's how good they were. But why I was pointing at the midfield was, you know, Liverpool, their midfield needs to work very, very hard. So like Henderson was the only one there for me. Like Curtis Jones and Chamberlain. Like I don't know why Chamberlain is still at that club. Like they should... Oh, like, he, they should he assisted though. He assisted though. No, people that, that look is, at stars tell you, people that look at stars will tell you that he did his job. Man, man, man. See, honestly, people need to be watching the game. Games are not being played in stats. Like you need to watch the game to actually see that midfield isn't isn't just right yet. And I think Fabinho is a crucial part of that team. The end, the better they have him, the quicker they get him back into the team, the better for them. But I just think it's one of all those results that Liverpool would just try and dust off and bounce back from it. But if you look at the second half, like forget the first half, Brighton actually deserve to win the game based on the second half. Mm, I would not say they deserve to win, but I would say they deserve based to get on, No, based on just the second half. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like if you, you're basing it on the second half, but if you bring the um, game to the um, to like if you bring the um, first half and second half together, you will see that Brighton they deserve to go home with the point because they actually played well, and it's right. It's hard time now. 
that people start taking Graham Potter seriously. And I'm even speaking to myself <laughs> as I'm saying that. I need to I need to start taking Graham Potter seriously because I think I'm, he might I'm, be the I'm next. Taking, I've been taking him very seriously since last year when I saw how good they, they played against the top teams. What happened to them last year was poor finishing. Mopé was terrible last year. New Mopé. And now he has started finishing a bit more. But, I mean, how about that goal? Imwepu, do you think he meant it, the first goal? Um, I don't like I don't like taking it away from people. I think it's a cross, but let's just play along that he meant it. No, no, I, I, th- I think there was really nobody to cross to and there was too much on the ball, so let me give it to him that he meant it. Okay, fair enough. If, if he didn't mean it, it's like the worst cross in Premier League history. <laughs> Uh, the worst cross in Premier League history became a very tough class goal. <laughs> one of the one of the best goals ever as well. Crystal um, <laughs> Palace at the Etihad. We all had. I mean, my predictions. I had City winning three one or so. Though I didn't like predict it with money or something. But like in my head, I predicted City winning three one. And wow, I was so wrong. Um, uh, I'll just. I don't know. Like it's it's a very weird result. I didn't watch the game. I just saw part of it from Gorosh, but I didn't watch the game. So, but the thing is, the thing is, this guy, Laporte. I don't think he gets back into uh, the City lineup when he comes back from from his suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think even Lap, even this season, yeah. Because Stones was at the Euros, he went deep. Laporte also went deep in the Euros, but Stones came back. He wasn't fit, and I expected that once Stones became fit, he would come in. So because his partnership with Diaz was very important to City winning the league last season, but for a weird reason, Pep kept Laporte in the team and left Stones out. But right now, Stones has gotten his chance, and I feel he will grab it with both hands, and Laporte will be waiting a long time to come back in. Yeah, exactly. Because not even not even because of the suspension, because of the way he defended in that game. His defending was shocking. Yeah, he was at fault for the first goal. For the second, for the red card, everything was. He allowed Zaha turn him to like. I don't understand, man. That but, defense was shocking. But that red card incident, yeah, we saw something similar in the Arsenal game where the player wasn't sent off. Double standards. Which which decision was the right one? The one in uh, Arsenal gave a yellow, or this one that they gave Laporte red. Um, I would say Laporte def- um, deserves his red card. Like there was no hiding from that. Like there was no but way. Is there any difference between both incidents? That means the other player should have been set off as well. Um, I'm not a referee, so <laughs> we'll leave it for the expert. <laughs> okay, okay. So you you chicken out of referee decisions, <laughs> not just predictions. That was interesting. I'm I'm very surprised about that. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Conor Gallagher as well, goal and assist. I mean, this guy is... I, I hope that... Because because we've seen um, Chelsea lose um, people like Mosala, Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, although now they have him back, but there's no way in hell they're letting Conor Gallagher live on a permanent basis after what after all these things he has done so far this season. Uh, it depends on where, if Chelsea will still need him when he... When next season starts, because we all know what, how good. What do you mean? What do you mean if Kante no, is, Kante is like made of biscuit, like biscuit bone right now? He he gets injured and he gets ill anyhow, almost like he's an old old man right now. So I think Kante might not even play much next season. But we have seen this with Chelsea. 
Chelsea, they do have the talent, but when they see like a target in transfer markets and they and Chelsea, we all know they can afford any player they want. So if they look at a target in transfer market and they actually like that target, they go for the target. And you know, they, uh, uh, it's if, funny. I'll just say like if there's an overbooking in the midfield, so young players like Gallagher suffer from it. So yeah, I funnily I, I agree with you because I saw some weeks ago that Chelsea were being linked with Declan Rice. I still don't understand why. Although he had a good performance this weekend, so what? Um you had Declan Rice, Utilimans, Jude Bellingham, all being linked with Chelsea as well as other top clubs like United, Liverpool. I'm wondering, do Chelsea have to need a new midfielder? Because you have two of the best if I if we are believing what we, what UEFA are telling us, Kante and Jorginho, two of the best, Kovacic as well. And then you have those three. You have Loftus-Cheek reviving his career. You have, uh, I think, Sao Niguez's loan will, will not be made permanent. So you have, at least you have those four. You have Billy Gilmore. You have Gallagher. So you have six midfielders. So why are they still being linked with Declan Rice and Tillemans? Huh, I don't know, but like Chelsea, obviously, like I said, if Chelsea... Uh, um, um, look at it. the certain player and it fits the profile that they need. Then we all know Chelsea have the money, so money is not an issue. It just depends on if the player wants to come or not, or if the player's demands is too much for like it's not too much that Chelsea can't afford, like too much that it's uh, it's to cause uh, like dressing crisis. And and what I'll just say is, you know, this declarized thing when I saw it here, I was like. If Chelsea signed this declarise, Lampard would be fuming because this is one of the reasons Lampard got fired. Asking for declarise every day and he got fired. So if Chelsea ended up, no, I, I think I think I think it's fair because when he was asking for rice, the a midfielder was not needed because Kante was not injury prone yet. Jorginho was still. I, I think Jorginho is still at his peak. No, I will let me not say was Kovacic was not as good as he is now. So, I think then was very... But I think the Kante situation now can say maybe they need a midfielder. Well, we'll see, though. We'll see. Well, I, saw, I, saw, I saw something interesting. I think it's very, it's very intriguing when ex-pros come out to make claims. There's a former Liverpool player, I believe, who said that he has heard that Jude Bellingham is joining Liverpool. Obviously, there's no there's no proof of, of that, but wow, what a signing that will be for Liverpool if they actually to be a very good signing. I I, I can see it happening because Liverpool they need to start um strengthening their um squad because their squad obviously is losing is losing um you, you know the kind of um football Liverpool play like obviously some players they need to move out some players like especially Chamberlain man Chamberlain needs to go then so if why, they, if why, I picking on my boy Chamberlain. Come on, come on. Okay, he assisted for God's sake. Chamberlain is your boy, man. <laughs> I'm shaking my hands. I'm shaking my hands. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I mean, he's my boy. He's my boy for the sake of this argument. It's not like I'm a fan of him, but I don't want you bashing him for for the entire for what the entire team did. Ah oh, man, don't, don't. Chamberlain is meaty, man. Meaty. Speaking of meat. How about Barcelona? Over to Spain right now. How about <laughs> Barcelona, Alaves? Because I saw two mini teams on the pitch. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barcelona were no good. The senior players, especially. PK, Busquets, Alba, um, who else? Um, they were no we good. Seem, we seem to be 
say the same thing every week, every episode, don't I'm we? telling you, that, that's what... Do you know what is pissing me off, huh? It was as if they didn't suck Kuman. The same setup Kuman used in his last game, it was copy and paste. Sergi Baguan used the same formula, copy and paste. There was no... Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, try to switch things up. Play, I've, I don't know. We've, I've said this thing before. When managers do this, it doesn't make sense. You are killing two positions. Play the um, player the that you only know. The only defense was that actually came on. Uh, oh, God, man. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly. This thing is giving me headache. Like, uh, we, just um, need to be, we just need to have a good coach that knows what he's doing. Because at this point in time, people are just doing copy and paste. Copy so, and paste. So, yeah. It looks like Barcelona don't know what they're doing. Like, Barcelona, the Barcelona team seems to me like they think that they will be awarded three points for keeping possession because they had 80% possession. But if, in reality, how many clear-cut chances did they actually make? I can't recall too many. And they needed a moment of magic and brilliance from the play for the goal. It wasn't like they created a chance for that goal. Exactly. Like, the thing is, the thing that is annoying me is that no, there's no uh, clear system where they know how the chance will come. So they're just passing the ball, keeping the ball around. They're just keeping the ball. But but obviously, like I said, the senior players didn't cover themselves in glory. The young, the young players, some of them played well, but the senior players, you can see PK. PK was at fault for the Alaves equalizer. I don't know what kind of defending so what, was was more <laughs> I mean PK, I've said it that PK looks better as a striker this season than the setter back. <laughs> so what uh, what was more frustrating for you as a Barcelona fan? The fact that they did not create enough chances or the fact that they considered immediately they scored? The, the, the thing that is more frustrating is the fact that they know that goal scoring has been Barcelona's problem since Messi left because Messi scored like half of Barcelona goals every season these days. So since they know that, yes, our goal scoring is now difficult for us, why not defend properly and PK? I don't know whether he's trying to invent a new style of defending. I don't know. PK is just, <laughs> just no something look <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, PK is, um, uh, is something else. But um, something that really concerned me and a lot of the football community is Sergio Aguero. What happened there? Um, the thing is, um, there was a moment in the game where it looked it, it looked as if he was trying to hold his throat. Maybe he had his sword throat. Then he now stayed holding his chest. I was like. And this, what is happening to this guy? He's not trying to get a cardiac arrest. I was watching it and I was praying. He went down. The medical team came, and I, I, the only the, the positive, the only positive we could take is they handed everything with care and made sure he got to the hospital. And now they've um, actually run, run a test and seen, and they've um, they've been able to um, identify the the problem. And it's very very sad. It's very very sad. Three months we're hearing. Uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be he'll be ha- he'll be out for quite a while. But I just think that the most important thing now is I am Sergio Aguero's health. Any other thing can come second. Is this because he didn't collapse? Is it is not as serious as Christian Eriksen at you? So it's not like he's being forced to retire now. It's just that at least for three months he won't play. At least. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The football, football can come later. There's no, there's no need. Um, there, there's no need like um trying to make let's say rush, rush him back into any of any of any of the 
action. Like he's, he has obviously had a very, very um um a very good career. So there's no need um trying to rush anything. Let him just take his time, recover and come back. So for for um for for those that don't know, um I'm trying to look for the exact uh what 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 the exact thing he has where well, the way they put it. Um okay uh, Aguero has undergone a diagnostic and a therapeutic process. So he has um he'll be he'll be he'll be doing the process with them um, Dr. Joseph um um Brugada. So that's he'll be, he'll be doing the process with him for the next three months. So what he has is a a a, a heart disorder that do, does with the rhythm of the way the um the, um, the heart is so I just like I, obviously talking about it now. It's it's getting to me. I just pray that he's able to come out of this good first as a human, then second as a footballer. I wish him a speedy recovery. But you have Barcelona caring about Aguero, wishing him speedy recovery. Then you have PSG not giving a damn about Sergio Ramos because we're hearing that they might terminate his contract because he's, he has been injured since the size for the club. <laughs> hey man, it's, it's actually funny. That is what I was saying when when people were saying Luis Enrique don't, don't doesn't like Real Madrid players. I said Ramos has been injured because if Ramos is not injured, he walks into the Spanish backline. But people don't want to hear it. Ramos has been injured. He's just forcing himself to play, and people don't want to hear it. So now, now they are seeing what we are saying now in full effect. Okay, so speaking of Real Madrid. 2-1 winners over Elche. No Benzema, no problem. And you ask me why there's no problem. Because of Vinny Jr., uh, baby. Oh, uh, please. You uh, have please. to respect. See, see, no, see. No, no, You have to put no. some respect on this man's name. Uh, this guy has become, in the space of two months, he has become one of the top, and I'm going to say it. Right now, he has become one of the top 20 players on earth. In current what? form now, Vinicius Jr. is top 20. And Sufati is not there. No Barcelona player is there. And right um, now, right now, I'm still going to take him over Jaden Sancho. Over how many, which other young talent is there? So you have to, I mean, this is the last, if our last episode is the last time you should criticize this young man. Um, Let me just say my own part here. For the listeners, I've washed my hand from this. I was not part of hyping Vinicius Jr. Please, I don't know if it's because you're you, because you're a Barcelona fan. I won't if if, if because I'm a Barcelona fan, will I be rating players like Cruz, Modric, Benzema? Those because those are good players. But when we so come what, on this so podcast, is not when, a good we, player. when we come on this podcast and start hyping bombs, it's just like me hyping Coutinho. Or what? No, no, no. Let's what? let's just start. If Vinicius was that good, he would be joking. starting for. If Vinicius was that good, he would be starting for Brazil. But he doesn't even get into Brazil. They don't even call him. That's not me. They didn't call him up for the squad. I think that's your. That's so. That's the only thing you're using. No, that's not the only thing. It's midi, and that's that's just the truth. We can go about. We can go about all the stats and all all, all of that. No problem. But if you, there are so many players that 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 have good I don't stats, understand. Wait, 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 help me help me understand your point of view because I'm not understanding it. 
You had Vinicius Jr. last season, one of the best dribblers in the world without end product. He was already one of the best dribblers in the world. Okay. Now you have Vinicius Jr., still one of the best dribblers in the world. And okay. now with end product, he has seven La Liga goals already. Now I'm not even counting his Champions League goals. He has seven in the league alone. And keeping in mind that he didn't start the season as a starter, he walked his way. He had to force Eden Hazard to the bench because at the, at the beginning of the season, you had Bill and Hazard starting. Now, Vinicius is now a starter and you are telling me he's, he's what? Okay. okay, he didn't force anybody to the bench. Hazard have been made since he came. Since he came he since forced him to the bench. Yeah, he didn't force anybody to the bench. Hazard is not a good player like we normally uh, see. Vinicius, you know, is going to start in this current Barcelona team. Let me, let me, I'm not even, I'm not even trying to run agendas. Yes, or Yes, let me sir. just say, let me just yes, say sir, something sir. very simple. It doesn't start. Let me see something simple. The listeners need to know. Yes or let no? Me, if we have a full first eleven, Vinicius doesn't start. Very what do you mean first eleven? Vinicius <laughs> gets into this bastard. Let me, yes, let me, sir, let, me no. let me just land. I've said my piece. I've said the, I've answered your question, but you don't want you want to uh, hear your specific uh-huh. answer. Let so me, let me just say, and look the young over him. Wait, wait. Let me just, let me just, let me just say my piece here. Yeah. Imagine. A player like maybe Adama Traore, maybe start, he scores five goals in, let's say, 15 matches. All of a sudden, Adama Traore is the best player in the world. It's the best. No, 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 no. Let's not, let's not, let's not put this reaction. My point is you people are being reactionary. Allow this thing set to first. Let's see. Towards the end of the season, let's see how far he can keep up with this thing. We cannot start gassing up a player after just but, 10 but games. I recall, I recall everyone gassing up and Sufati after just two months last season. And this is the third month this season. So why can't we gas up Vinicius Jr.? They, me, me I'm, not, I'm not part of those people gassing up players up and down. There needs to be a level of consistency. You are not excited when came back from injury. I was excited. That is, uh-huh. that is, that, but he, didn't, he never heard me say Fatty is the best this in the world. He's the best in top 20. No, 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 no. He never heard me say that. That's different. Being excited for somebody and gassing someone up are two different things. Please. Oh, my God. Let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not hide bombs on this podcast. This is a quality podcast, please. Let's, let's, let's allow it, please. Let's allow it. It's a quality podcast. So we have to praise quality players and Vinicius is one, definitely. Okay. Oh my god. If Vinicius is one of the top quality players in the world, it shows you the state of current football. I don't get you. Are you talking about Vinicius Jr.'s career so far? Because yes, he has not been considered. But this season, top 20, I'm not even hearing nothing from anybody. Okay, no problem. Let's I'll give you your no problem. Top 20 is cool. I can't wait so that when he starts he when he starts performing the way I know Vinicius to perform. Uh, you'll be the first one matter to drag it. Matter of fact, matter of fact, top 10. <laughs> nah, you, top want to, you want to... You are you dragging my legs, but I won't react. No problem. I won't what? say anything. Okay, no, no. Let, let, let's give you for a moment now. Mohamed Salah, Lewandowski, Benzema. Now, I mentioned three players. Um, Ronaldo, four. Um, Edward Mendy, five. David De Gea has been has been very good as well this season. Six, you have in PSG nothing to write home about the entire PSG team. You have Barcelona nothing to write home about. Um, you go to Juve nothing to write home about. Um, so tell me how you can mention ten players that are above Vinicius this season. 
Okay, so why is Vicious up inside the temp top ten? Because of what GA? Because of GA. Hmm. My God. I think goals, goals, excitement, skills, getting fans on the edge of their seats, assists. No problem. No problem. I won't argue again. Vinicius, you've heard it, guys. Vinicius is top 10. Very good. On current form. On current form. Okay. On current form. No problem. So let's go to the Serie A. And we saw, I mean, red cards everywhere. We had a red card, Bologna versus Cagliari. We had a red card, Roma versus Milan. We had two red cards, one each for Salernitana and Napoli. But let's let's go focus on that. For the Napoli, is still almost perfect. Zielinski with the winning goal. Uh, we can see Napoli and um, AC Milan are very very serious this season. Yeah, making sure that they get three points. AC Milan as well, who had a very, very tough fixture against my uncle Jose Mourinho. So it's very, it's 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 very it's very exciting. I've said I've said this already. Um, Syria this day very exciting. But I think the main match we should be focusing on is one of the mediest clubs we've seen for for the past. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was going to get to that. I was going to Juventus, right? I was going to get to that. <laughs> well, saving the best for last in Syria. Uh, let's touch on. Milan winning away at Roma. This is Mourinho's first home defeat in the Serie A. Keeping in mind he was there for what two years with Inter, two or three years with Inter. He never lost a home game, and now he's finally losing a home game with Roma in Serie A. Yeah, it was bound to happen. The Roma project. You can see he has. Um, I think he has um, um, demoted like five first-team players, like, he doesn't want them part of his um, squad or his plans going into the future, so he has he has promoted some young stars, so consider the Bruma project will take a long time, they just have a few good players, that, but at the end of the day, we also saw that Milan has better quality, and Zlatan once again I mean, Zlatan, 40-year-old, I mean, th- this guy is unstoppable, see that free kick, I mean, wow, and that, that was quality, very... He has come out to say that he's not going to retire anytime soon. He's going to be kicked out of the game before he retires. So basically saying that for him to retire, that means no club on earth who wants to sign him a game before he retires. <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll see. But I think because of the injury problems he has been having lately, I think he will be forced to retire soon. We'll- We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Um, so <laughs> Juventus, I mean, God, you just you think you think you've seen the lowest point of Juventus. Then next week they go lower. Then you think that no, this is the lowest. This is as bad as it can get. The next week they tell you no, 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 no. We can get even worse than we, you think we've been. So where does this stop? Um, when I look at the state of Barcelona. The only thing that gives me joy is when I know I'm not the only club in it. And I just turn around and say, oh, Juventus, you are in it as well. Cool. We are all in cheating positions. <laughs> like, Juve, they are so many, man. They are so many. I actually placed, I actually placed a bet on it. And Juve, they are the one that, that I was thinking, yeah, well, Juve will win today. Yeah, they will come back. They will come back because they lost. Yeah, the only ones that caught your ticket. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. They caught my uh, ticket, man. Uh, uh, and, uh, so t- uh, and, 
and I'm sitting there and saying, Kesa, Kesa, I've been hearing, Kesa, is this Kesa? Is that all these guys? They could not do that. <laughs> okay, so now because, because he lost money, you have to take it out on Kesa. How about you take it out on the coach who came out after the match to say that, that Juventus are now a mid table club? I mean, that's enough to get any manager sacked. <laughs> like, he opened, his, he opened his mouth and said that right now. Juventus are a mid-table club. How dare you? Well, that's good. That's good. It seems like Allegri and Kuma, they went to the same coaching school. <laughs> no, but no, 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 you can't even... No, I think Allegri has been successful in the past, so at least we can say that maybe he has lost it, but Kuma never had it in the first place. Oh, my God, man. It's crazy. It's I crazy. Know, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Reports coming out of Italy saying that Allegri is angry with six players in particular. Now, I don't know if he thinks that those are the only six players playing badly because for me, they're a lot more than six players. So you have people like Morata, people like Kulisevsky, people like Adrian Rabio and a few others, Atomelo as well, Bentanko. He's angry with all these guys and for some reason, he's happy with Dybala. And he's happy with a few others as well. So he's angry with just six. Are six players the problem of this Juventus team? So imagine if he's angry with six players. That means he's the entire squad. Because if you're angry with six players, who is left in the team? That's like... No, oh no. My God. I mean, we're talking about the entire squad. So you have all the others who are also not playing well, but you're happy with them. No, no. I, don't, I wonder who he's happy with. Maybe Murata. And maybe people like Quadrado, who has been. Uh, I, I think I think Morata was part of the six. So I had Morata, Rabio, Ato, Bentanko. Those are the four I remember now, and two others. What about Chesney? Chesney part of it? I don't think he was. Strangely, man. See, the problem in Juventus is it's not just coaching problem. Like coaching to me, coaching is the last problem. Rabio still on the left side of midfield. I I need I need to sit down with Allegri and let him tell me how he's thinking because to me, Rabio will never ever ever be a left winger <laughs> or a left midfielder ever. <laughs> I just think I just think he's trying to because maybe he doesn't have someone that can fill in that position. That he actually what do you mean trust. you don't have someone? No, 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 no. That he actually trusts. Listen, the word there is trust. To actually do the job he wants. The job there is trust. So if he feels rap, you can do the job. Uh, we need to allow it and see. Because obviously, I'm sure the... Let, let him continue doing the job till Juventus get relegated. I can see the job he's doing. Mm, I don't think Juventus can get relegated. We'll okay. see. Though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they should continue losing to teams like Kievo Verona and then we see where they go to. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so before I get any more worked up about their situation, let's make Champions League predictions. We love these, don't we? So we have UCL games um this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um now let let me look let me look for some interesting games for you to predict. I'm not giving you any easy games. Like we, like we did last week, like we did um in the last Champions League one, yeah. The way we do yeah. it is you say you pick one from one side, I pick one from one side. So the if you are the one in charge of the one you pick, so pick wisely. I want you to pre- 
predict. <coughs> I want you to predict Liverpool Atletico Madrid for me and for the listeners. Okay, um, I think, um, I, I swear, man, this, 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 this is difficult because um, Atletico Madrid. They need to make sure. I mean, I, I know, I know it's difficult. That's why I gave you to predict it. Um, um, I will just say is, will just say is, Atletico will lose that game. They will lose. I know, oh, I know that. Okay. I know that. So now, so now you're using my line. I remember I said it. I don't understand what you, what you mean by your line. I don't understand. I'm trying to make my predictions here. Oh, to me, That's... yeah. To me, to me, to me, I don't think um Atletico can afford to lose. I know they are at Anfield. And we all know how difficult Anfield can be, especially at Champions League night. So, but I just think Atleti need to come out there with the results. They need to come out there with the results. So, I don't so think they will lose. think Atleti will be a bit more open than usual? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Atle- Atleti will, will try and contain Liverpool. And if Liverpool don't get that midfield, um, that midfield combination right, we saw how Atleti were opening there for fun. Atleti could have easily um, won that game and Griezmann could have scored a hat-trick if they were just a bit more clinical. So I think Atleti will try and exploit that. Results, please. Yeah. Off waffling. Results? I, I think it should be, to be a draw. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so my turn. Um, so AC Milan, they are yet to have any points in that group. So Porto will be... At the San Siro in this midweek. So what do you, what are you thinking? AC Milan are you Porto? kidding me? This this is like the easiest prediction you could have asked me. Milan are going to win this game. Okay, okay. You see, I'm very generous. I'm kind. Yeah, that's that's true. Of course, Atalanta Man United Part Two. Um, I think Man you win. Atlanta, they are too. Yeah, Atlanta they play good football, but Man United because of the firepower they possess up front. Because I I feel that this game will be who scores the most goals. I don't think anybody will be able to keep clean sheets. So even with only trying to play three at the back, so I don't think they'll be able to keep a clean sheet. Do you think he's going to play three at the back again, or do you think it was just a one-off stuff against us? I think he will. He will still play three at the back. I think he's trying to make solidify that defense so that, especially when they face um, City in the week. What, what happens to? All the attacking talents, they are just going to rot on the bench. People like Greenwood, Rashford, Sancho, Lingard. But there's only I space for Ronaldo and Cavani right now. Against Atlanta, I don't think they necessarily need to go with three at the back because they have that firepower to, to kill off that game. Because I feel it's who scores the most goals. So, but I just expect my United to win. And I expect some of all those players that you mentioned to feature as well. We'll see. Um, okay, uh, what about, uh, let me see, is there any interesting game? Last, last one. Um, Dortmund Ajax. Well, I've learned my lessons from what happened the last time out, so Ajax are going to win this. Mm. Okay. Maybe, maybe not as much as 4-0 again, but Ajax are going to win this, because we still have Haaland out. All right, fair enough, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Any last words? Talk about how great Vinicius is. Um, so my last words will be, um, don't allow people. You know, you know, you know, like for example, the um, don't allow um your your neighbors hijack hijack your girlfriend. Just like uh, Tottenham uh, uh. hijacked, just like Tottenham <laughs> hijacked 
Antonio Conte. So, but did so, they attack yeah, him? I'm not sure United were ever really serious about him. Man, you are, you're killing the form, bro. Like, what is all this, man? Allow me to run my agenda in peace, man. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Run the agenda, run the agenda. Yes, I've, yes, I've, they hijacked him. They hijacked him. He rejected my you. Yeah, 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 you're right. You've killed it. Yeah, you've killed the form, man. <laughs> man, that's it for me. And, and it's goodbye from me, man. Yeah. <laughs>